What's up everybody? Welcome to the Fitness Realty channel. My name is TJ McClelland and I'm the broker. I'm super excited to share all the things we have planned with you. So sit back, strap in, and let's have some fun. What's up everybody? We're back for episode 42. I can't believe we're already at 42. So thanks for joining us. I love all of you and we're so excited to show and showcase John Bird with Bird Overland. So John, take it away. Give us a little bit of background about you. Yeah, so I come from the IT background and I moved to Utah January of last year, moved back to Utah. I actually grew up here, but I moved to Oregon for a few years and then moved back. So upon coming back to Utah, I'm really into camping. I've done a lot of backpacking, river rafting, everything outdoors you can think of. I've probably dabbled in it a little bit. You know, I'm not really a master of any like one style of camping, but I've tried a lot of different styles. Essentially, I I grew up going to places like the San Rafael Swell and camping a lot with my mom or Skyline Drive. So I started building out my Tacoma. I was stuck when I got here a year ago. And in the journey and process of building out my rig, I used to take a lot of pictures and like post them on like Facebook and Instagram. And like family members came to me and uh, were like, well, you should do a YouTube video because the YouTube channels that are featuring off-road stuff are doing really well and you get paid pretty well for them. Right. So I don't know. I started on that journey, like buying a camera, getting into the gear. Um, I do all the editing and everything myself. But before moving to Oregon, I worked in uh, the audio industry. I worked for web here in Salt Lake City. Oh, wow. And I did like A2 stuff and building stages and tuning microphones and and everything like that. So I'm, I'm pretty technically savvy when it comes to audio. Nice. So anyways, a lot of those skills translated into video and it's just learning the new programs and everything works together. So... Right. That's pretty yeah, cool. That's so kind of- so tell us a little bit about your Tacoma because I know that everybody wants to kind of build out some rigs here in Utah. This is like a mecca for yeah. building out vehicles, you know, like going off-roading, doing some camping. I don't know if I well, it seems like some people will build out their rig and that looks like glamping. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it definitely is. What's cool about the Tacoma platform is it can handle a lot it's very narrow so it can get into the very tight trails really easily without worrying too much about pinstriping but honestly i have the worst pinstriping up and down my truck oh really yeah nice yeah man my tacoma is awesome i'm very grateful for the journey uh there's a shop up in layton that helped me put it together fat bob's garage oh nice but yeah like i would say my favorite part pieces of the truck i love my armor like i have cbi front and rear bumpers uh-huh. uh, cbi full skid plates front to back oh wow um and it's all steel, so my Tacoma weighs a lot, <laughs> a lot. And then I followed Tacoma Beast, and I saw uh-huh. his thing where he did the Pony Express trail over like five days. That's cool. And I watched that video, and I was like, all right, if that's what he's doing, and that's what people are doing, I'm going to build my truck somewhere, because that's kind of like why reinvent the wheel. Yeah, for sure. But in my journey, I got to test a lot of different types of products, and there's a lot of differences that I ended up making. Like, for mm-hmm. example, instead of going with King Shocks, I went with BP-51s. 
Oh, interesting. And BP-51s, I feel like, a little bit more rugged, whereas King Shock's built for more lightweight trucks so that it can be handling whoops really fast. Uh, At least that's how it's explained to me. uh And it can handle the weight of my truck really well. And then, yeah, the light bars, I bought so many lights from Heretic Studios that they made me a dealer. (laughs) Which is so cool. (laughs) Which is pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah, I have a CVT tent. They're awesome. Nice. And then uh, I have a diesel heater that uh, Fat Bob's and I have been working on together. This is the second version. Wow. And uh, yeah, it runs off diesel. I've camped in like negative 15 degree weather and my tent was 72. Whoa, that is sweet. So do you find like, let's say it was somebody that's a beginner at all of this stuff and they were interested in just starting a rig. Do you find the Tacoma platform to just be pretty user and beginner friendly? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most everything is bolt on. So a lot of DIYers, you'll have no problem putting Tacoma together. It's just important to have like a torque wrench and make sure you retorque a lot of those bolts every time you go out. Gotcha. But honestly, like my truck is way overbuilt for, I would say, 98% of everything I do. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. Like, I would say the first thing you want to do before you do anything is, like, go out and try it. Like, Uh go for a weekend up Skyline Drive and try doing that, like, a couple weekends in a row. Yeah. And if you still like it, start building out your truck because there's a lot of people that are like, you have to have the gear. You have to have the gear. I'm very much a gear guy. Like I love my gear, but you have to make sure that you love it first because it's a very expensive hobby. Gotcha. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) That's kind of what I saw at the off-road show. So for everybody listening, that's where I ran into John. So the off-road show seemed kind of crazy. And the gear, the amount of gear that was at that show was just unreal. I just couldn't believe most of the gear. And I was like, wow, this looks like an expensive hobby. (laughs) Yeah, it's very expensive. But honestly, once you get into it and you start connecting with the community of people that love this, Mm -hmm. you're friends for life. Yeah. With a lot of them, you know, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Camping together. It's it's a pretty raw experience, I think. Yeah. So let's say, so for a beginner, what would you recommend other than just go out and try it a couple times? Like, do you recommend some baseline gear or yeah, I would something? Say, How do we set that up? I would say start with a lift. I would say re-gear your truck. And there's a big debate about whether you go 529s or 488s in, uh-huh. on a Tacoma. I've never heard of somebody backing off from 529s down to 488s. Oh, wow. So I, I think that 529s is where you want to be, which is, do you know what the gear ratio, when I say that? Nope, not okay, really. So what it is, is on in your gearbox, you have a um, your driveline, right, that connects to your engine. Uh-huh. And every time your driveline turns, it'll turn five times before the the gears will turn five times before the tires turn once. Oh wow! Okay. Okay. So a stock Tacoma has like two point some. I don't. I could look it up. I don't know what the gear ratio of a stock Tacoma is. No but It's not. It's not great. Gotcha. So by the time you do a lift and you add tires, uh-huh. that adds a lot of weight and stress to the gears. So lowering gotcha. the gear ratio will give you more power to rotate your tires. Gotcha. So I would say for gear things, I would get first a compressor uh-huh. before you do anything. Because <clears throat> to go off-road, what you have to do is air down your tires a lot. Uh-huh. And you want to be able to air them back up. Like on the freeway, I keep my tires. But again, I'm a very heavy truck, so don't take this as like a format for every Tacoma out there because right. mine's kind of an exception to the rule. But on the freeway, I run my PSI at like 65 PSI. 
Oh, wow. On dirt, I'm down to like 15. Oh, wow. Okay. So there's a big difference in that. And yeah. going, getting on and off trail, sometimes you spend half the day on a freeway, half the day on trail. The next day, you're back on a freeway, back on a trail. So it's a lot of like up and down, up and down, up and down. Right. And getting a quality compressor will make that downtime move a lot faster. Oh, interesting. So I would first, not have thought about that. Yeah, the first thing I would do is get your air down kit and a compressor. That way, and get a quality one so it happens quickly. You have yeah. like valve core removers, which are the most common. But that'll just make quality of life and getting on and off the trail a lot smoother <laughs> experience for you. Oh, that's so cool. And then a lift and tires. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. And I think Tacomas look awesome when they're lifted with sweet looking tires too. Yeah. However, I wouldn't go... Sorry if I'm rambling too much. No, you this can is tell good. Me. Okay. Yeah, no, this is um, good. So I run 33s, and I do that for a reason. A lot of people are like, well, why don't you step up to 35s? Uh-huh. The reason that I don't like 35s is because, first of all, I don't have a long travel kit. Uh-huh. I have... My kit is like 2.5 or 2.75 inches. Uh-huh. And with 33s, with that kit, unless I wanted to cut everything out and move to long travel... Uh-huh. 33s don't or 35s don't get as much articulation as 33s do. Interesting. So 35s look cool because they're big and badass and beefy, but they're not trail efficient. Oh, gotcha. And you don't want to get big rims. Like I'm running 17 inch rims, which are kind of bigger on the off road category. Uh-huh. And my rims are really the only thing that I did to my truck that is cosmetic. Because you should do steel rims technically, because if you're when you're off road, I mean something happens to a steel rim, you just take a mallet to it, right, and yep. bend it back in place. Whereas aluminum rim, if you hit it on on trail, it'll crack. Oh, and the, the rim is dumb. You yeah. know, you can't fix an aluminum rim; it's just yeah. done. So oh. you should go with steel because you can just bend it back in place, and it's super easy to patch. Yeah. Um, and 15, 14s and fifteens are common for steel, and then but I run a seventeen-inch aluminum rim. Um, nice. So just for looks. <laughs> yeah, just for looks. I really like the bronze. Oh, so. nice. That's cool. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your YouTube channel then. So for our listeners out there, how can they follow you? What's the YouTube channel all about? Yeah. Can they follow you around and get a taste of what it's like to go camping, I guess? Yeah, yeah. So my YouTube channel is Bird Overland. I'm small. I'm not really that big on YouTube. I only have 509 subscribers as of today. But yeah, it's Bird Overland. And I have a few videos that I need to edit still, both from the off-road show and and from a trip after. But my last video was about the Overland Taylor tune. But yeah, all of the stuff is basically here in Utah with the exception of one or two. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. So the YouTube channel, did you just kind of like, uh, I'm going to fall into this and make some videos? And <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. I mean, um, I started off with just posting to Instagram and I, I got a pretty fast following off of Instagram. And like I said, like family came to me and told me that I should just do a YouTube channel. And um, after looking at the content that the that's out there. I thought that I could probably do an equal job myself. Nice. Um, like, because there's a lot of, I don't know, I want to find out about, it's hard to figure out and learn how to find trails right. and how to like, like what's out there. Like it, you look at something on a map and it's GPS, but you don't know how the trail feels. You don't know. Right. And so I wanted to kind of document my journey and kind of show what this lifestyle is all about. Yeah. 
and also give like a little guidance as to like trail conditions. Like what's it like to go to Grassy Lake? How intense is it? Like, yeah. can my truck handle that? Yeah. You know, and showing videos of like what that looks like. Like there's all these like 19, 20 year old kids with like these Tacomas out there that love going camping and love this whole lifestyle, which is really cool because when I was in my 20s, that was not what I was about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So it's cool to see, like, you know, a generation that grows up on the iPad and everything exploring the outdoors, and I want to help support that. Right. No, that's so cool. Well, and at the uh, at the off-road show, did you find, like, a lot of people were young and gravitating towards you and just seeing what you're, you're all about? I mean, I knew some of the younger guys that were there, uh-huh. but I don't feel like the off-road show is something that a, longer, a lot of younger guys go and do. Gotcha. I don't know. I yeah. seen, but that could just that's my experience. Yeah. But I also was standing next to my truck all day, so I didn't really get a chance to walk around that much. Gotcha. That's true. And I wasn't um, really evaluating age ages that much. I was just trying to have a good time, I guess. Right. <laughs> right. I'll bet you did have a good time. I when I was there, I felt like I felt like everybody woke up that day and was like, I'm going to the expo center because it was slam packed full of people. I was it like was. I think COVID's over, you know, <laughs> like everybody yeah. was walking around. There were times I was like just crammed with people kind of near the, the door or near the entrance or exit, but it was like standing room only. I was like, how are we navigating? I felt like yeah. I was back in a club or something because it was so tight. And then all of a sudden it kind of dispersed a little bit, but I mean, it was just packed. It was crazy. I, I think I had a, a ring of like 12 to 15 people standing around my truck for like six hours straight. <laughs> Jeez, that's awesome. <laughs> just like rotating in and out, you know? It was, yeah. It was really, really fun. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that. My feet were killing me by the end of the day. Oh, I'm sure. Just standing there talking all day. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the most common questions were about like my heater and how that works and everything. Yeah. Right. And then about the solar panel on the hood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. What What is the, uh, how much power can you get from the solar on that? Or how does that work? It's rated at 85 watts. I think I average about 60. Okay. And it's enough to keep my fridge running. I have some bougie equipment. What? That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I have a, a 95 liter Dometic fridge that's got a freezer in one end and a fridge on the other. Uh-huh. So it keeps that running so that I don't have to like start my truck every day. Right. Because we've gone camping at Flaming Gorge and like set up camp for like three days. Uh-huh. But then I'd have to run my truck every day to recharge the battery so that the fridge would stay cold. Yeah. So oh. solar panel helps, yeah, mitigate a lot of that. Yeah, dude, that sounds so cool. I find you just have a lot of experience with all this stuff because you're out there living it trying it seeing what breaks seeing what works which is pretty yeah, it's cool. a lot of a lot of trial and error i've spent too much money on this hobby but I, <laughs> hey when it's know, a passion you know that's how it goes yeah absolutely i love it though i love it it's yeah. really a good time no that's so. so cool well uh before we wrap up what kind of uh crazy stories can you lay on us for our listeners Okay, so one of my really good friends, his name is Jake. You can check him out on Instagram. Um, I think it's underscore easy living. He's an insane mountain biker. Like this kid will mountain bike down anything. Whoa, geez. Anything, anything. So we go out to um, Moab probably about once a month and maybe once every two months. Uh And yeah, I took a drone up to this, like this, you know what a a hamburger rock looks like? Not really. 
Uh-uh. It's like a big sandstone rock that looks kind of like a hamburger. Oh, okay. Anyways, it was probably like a hundred feet of like almost straight up and down. Oh, oh, yuck! <laughs> Pretty insane. So I don't know. That's one of the stories. Oh my and, gosh, that's crazy! What an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> yeah, he's a really good guy. I I love Jake. He's a good guy. And then we've gone camping in places like uh, Grand Mesa National Forest last uh-huh. last spring. There were so many mosquitoes. We were literally like pimpled head to toe in like mosquito bites. Yeah. So it can be a fun experience, but it's also you learn when to go certain places too. Right. Oh, for sure. So in that case, would it would it have been better to go later in the season or earlier? Yeah, yeah, later in the season for sure. Gotcha. Just like when the temps are colder, I guess, killing them all off at night or something. Yeah, yeah. Early spring is definitely not the time to go. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> right. Like everything's hatching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to their uh, their mecca. You know, like you're gonna get eaten alive. Ugh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate mosquito bites too. So if I had hundred of them, I'd just be itching. No, dude. Everywhere. Like our dogs were just like peppered. Like their yeah. noses were just swollen up. I have two border collies. Yeah. And um. It was bad news. Oh, oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> it's still a good time. It was beautiful. I love the forest. There's yeah. something about the forest that really speaks to me. Oh, that's but... cool. I, I like how you can feel connected to nature and just like clear your mind and have fresh air. Of course, you know, like the Salt Lake Valley is just nasty. So anytime oh, you yeah. get away from that, it's uh, so good. Well, that's what I love about overlanding or weekender landing or whatever you want to call it. I don't really care. But like getting out and having a vehicle that you don't have to be like stuck in a campsite. Right. Like you can literally most of Utah is BLM land. Uh If you're going camping at national forests or like national parks, you're doing it wrong. And there's 40 other people camped next to you. Yeah. That's a fairground. It's not a campsite. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so like uh, in my opinion what I what we strive for when we go out and do things like this is like if we see another human being we've failed. Yeah. On gotcha. some level. Yeah. So, you know, getting out where there's like nobody else for hundreds of miles. Yeah. And just like truly like depending on your own stuff to survive and have a good time but it's cool too because like my buddy jake he also used to be a dj Uh so he brings like big dj speakers and we just party in the desert at night (laughs) we build really big bonfires yeah when it's allowed of course but right yeah dude that's awesome i i can't wait to check out your channel some more and just like follow along Uh, yeah it sounds we have a really good time we have a really good time i've been and yeah i need to edit some more videos for sure (laughs) yeah no that's so cool well i i just want to say thank you thanks for coming on and i'm very grateful for your experience and you sharing that experience with us i love how you can connect with nature and then also help all of us to kind of understand what's that what that is like to get into it yeah if you guys ever have questions on like how to start or like specific things you can always message me on instagram i'm pretty good about replying to things so sweet awesome well thank you so much again this has been episode 42 with john bird with bird overland so we're just so grateful you were on and thank you so much and we'll see you guys later see ya well that's a wrap If you like this podcast, like, share, and comment down below. And if you want some free real estate information, check us out at fitnessrealty.com forward slash baller. Well, thanks for supporting us. I love you guys, and we'll see you next time. Later.